0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You may be seated. Standing in a cemetery can produce a wide variety of emotions within us. Whether you're an adult or a child, being in a cemetery, a graveyard, confronted by the reality of death, it does produce a reaction and a response within us. If you stand in the middle of Arlington National Cemetery or go down to the city to the National Cemetery of the Alleghenies, you may well be filled with pride, with thanksgiving, with awe for those who have given their lives in service of our country, especially for children. But I think for adults, too, if you stand in a cemetery, a graveyard, either early in the morning or late at night with fog on the ground, not much light around, Halloween just barely in the rearview mirror, fear might be a pretty natural response. If you're standing in our own cemetery at St. Luke, in front of the grave of your spouse or grandparent, family member, you may well feel the pangs of grief and loss. So we gather to celebrate All Saints' Day this year we acknowledge once again the bitter sweet reality of this day. It's a bitter sweet day and I think that's healthy to be honest because if we really stop to consider what's going on today the reality of things we'll realize that there's an uncomfortable tension that we need to balance. On the one hand, the list printed in your weekly guide on that half sheet, the names that we'll read in just a moment, those we have read every year in the life of our church, they represent the cold, hard truth that our loved ones have died, that we are separated from them. That the sin of Adam and Eve has been passed down to each of us and even though we are in Christ because of our baptism and our faith in him, we bear the scars and we suffer the consequences of our sinful human nature. We experience the consequence of sin, death. Death was never a part of God's intention or God's design for human beings. It feels unnatural because it is unnatural. We were never designed to experience death. Death is wrong. It's horrific. It's traumatizing to see a person, a human body, go from living a vibrant, strong life to then becoming weak, with sickness and disease, to go in one moment from perfect health in the next to rattling out a last breath, that's an experience we wouldn't wish on anyone to encounter, let alone ourselves. And yet it comes for us all. It's one we all have been touched by. What we want more than anything, on days like today, being confronted with the reality of death is to be reminded and told that what our eyes see, gravestones with the names of our loved ones on them, caskets that are filled with the bodies of our loved ones that you and I have seen with our own eyes, that that won't be forever. That that doesn't get the last Word. Christian or not, every person wants those they love who have died to rest in peace. You had our reading from First Corinthians, which we heard a moment ago. Paul tells us that peace that we desperately want, that comfort that we so long for, it all hinges on one thing and on one question. Can the dead be raised? Listen again to what Paul writes. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. Summarize Paul in my own words, in a couple of sentences, for us to have any hope in this life, for ourselves or for our loved ones, the problem of sin and death, it needs to be dealt with. And if it hasn't been dealt with, the reality of death that confronts us today, then we're just wasting our time and we really should be pitied by people because we're just fooling ourselves. We can put as many beautiful flowers as we want by the graves of those whom we love, but if the body that was put in the ground isn't or can't come out again, if it can't be raised, then we're just giving ourselves false hope and temporary comfort. It's into these difficult circumstances, acknowledging the powerful reality of death, that we hear the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes, in a new light today. Jesus sits down teaching his disciples and proclaims blessing in the opposite way that people expect part of the blessing that Jesus pronounces, the blessing that still rests upon you, is this. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. We started the message by acknowledging an either-or situation, an either-or reality, but I never said it the other side of it. On the one hand, death is real. The Bible is very clear about what has happened to our loved ones. They're not sleeping. They haven't turned into cardinals that visit our homes. They're not looking down on us from above as much as we want that to be true, as much comfort as that gives us. They haven't received wings because they're dead. You and I both know that. We were both there as their bodies were put into the ground, put into a columbarium. You and I both know that that's the truth of the matter. Their body was separated from their soul. Their body is in the ground, and their soul is at rest with Jesus. But that hard, difficult, gruesome truth, does not get the last word today, because Paul continues in 1 Corinthians 15 by saying this, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. For as by a man came death, by a man has also come the resurrection of the dead." The beautiful news that we are so desperate to hear today rings out from 1 Corinthians beautifully and clearly. The dead can be raised because there is one who has already been raised. There is a forerunner on the path through death to life again. And his name is Jesus Christ. He died a brutal death, bearing the weight of your sin and mine and those who have gone before us. But because he did rise on Easter morning, he is the only one who has power and authority over death itself. He has already won the victory. And he promises you that all who die in the faith, believing in Him, believing His promise that He is the resurrection and the life, believing that He has gone to His Father's house to prepare a place for us, and that He will come again to take us to be where He is. For those who believe those promises of Jesus, that what we see and experience does not get the last word today as we stare at the graves of our loved ones today, we can do so with peace and with joy, with confident hope, confident faith, because Jesus promises you and me today that there is a day coming when he will come again the last day in all of his glory, when he will wipe away sin and death forever, And he will raise your loved ones who have died in the faith. It's going to raise them with glorified, eternal bodies, perfected. Never again to experience brokenness, disease, and harm. Soul will reunite with body and they will be raised never to die again. On that day, what is true of Jesus will be true for them. On that day, our graves will be turned into gardens, places where death once reigned. Now, life will get the last word. Beauty will be brought forth from the places of deepest darkness and loss because that's exactly what happened on Easter morning. Paul's words are going to prove to be true on that day. As in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we live in an awkward middle time right now between the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus and when he will come again on the last day to raise all the dead. We're waiting for him to keep his promise of resurrection and eternal life to us, to those we love. We're confronted by the brutal, reality of death today but believing confidently that Jesus has been raised changes and transforms how we wait we don't have to wait with uncertainty We don't have to wonder what's going to happen to those who die believing in Jesus Christ, that his resurrection victory is given to each of us in baptism by faith. We confess boldly today, not only in the resurrection of the body, but that those who have died in the faith are saints of God, those whose eternal future and outcome is secure those whom he has forgiven by the blood of his cross and the victory of the empty tomb we confess today that they and we will be raised and that promise isn't just for your loved ones it's for you too As you grapple with sin and death, darkness of a world that is mired in war and violence and brokenness, Jesus speaks to you today, each of you, reminding you that even though you mourn, you will be comforted on the last day because your faith on that day will be turned into sight. Not only will you see your loved ones who have died in the faith, but you will see Jesus face to face. The words of Job 19 comfort us today. I know that my Redeemer lives. And at the last, I will see him face to face, myself and not another. Jesus is crucified, yes, But he is also resurrected and ascended, never to die again. On that day, that great day, his victory will be your victory. His victory will be the victory for all the saints who from their labors rest. In Jesus' name, amen.